0: seems that the, uh, the dogs are giving me some amens that I haven't even started yet. Uh, St. Francis is a very popular saint. We all know the statue of St. Francis you see uh, in many gardens, obviously associated with love of animals and creation and uh, working with the poor. But when I hear the story of St. Francis, I always look at it through the lens of a, of a parent. Uh, he, he rejected his father, rejected his wealth, decided to do his own thing, to answer God's call. Now, And, and to live in poverty, uh, to go his own way as he saw fit for living in the world. Now, as a parent, my responsibility is to provide my children with a stable life, to give them an opportunity for success, to protect them, to give them a fighting chance in this world. And so when I hear this story, I find sympathy for St. Francis's father. I have an awful lot of sympathy for him. Who, who would want this kind of life for his or her own child, a life of poverty, a life of hardship? Now, there's a woman who was involved in youth ministry, uh, and she was a committed Christian. She raised her son in this manner, and he was in college at the time. And he decided at some point to leave his studies and to go to Iraq. He went to go be with the Iraqi c- civilians during a US bombing with a group of Americans, to be with the Iraqi civilians in hopes that their presence would um, ease their suffering and that their presence might um, direct the bombs somewhere else, that somehow that their presence would make a difference in the lives of these Iraqi c- civilians. That more people would live. And of course, his mother was very upset. She said to him, this is not the time to get involved in radical politics. This is not the time. You've made a commitment to your education. And his response was, Mom, this is not politics. I'm going with a Christian group. We're going as Christians. This is following Jesus. Didn't the church always teach me that, would, that Jesus was befriending the weak and the suffering. And she had no answer for that. Later on, when she was asked about this exchange with her son, she said, I know he's right, but if I knew he was going to go do something like this, I would have raised him as a Chippendale dancer. <laughs> we, we all have our own ideas, our own systems in place about how to live our lives, about how to get ahead in life, about how even to honor God with our lives. And when others come along and challenge that system in a radically different way, it makes us anxious, it makes us angry, because our way of life feeds into this stream of anxiety. This this way of anxiety affects us all. We try to control things. Forcing our belief system on others. We try to control our pets. We try to control our children. We try to insist on results from other people, usually demanding some form of wealth. We try to demand conformity. Telling people to to get along, right? To just get along, blend in, and, and, and move forward and worry about yourself. So it's no surprise that St. Francis' father, who is part of this system, it's no surprise that this, this mother who I just mentioned, they were upset with their children because we are all, all part of that system and we all feed from it. And bit by bit, this anxiety, it steals a little bit from our soul. And it gets worse as we get older because we get more and more attached to the system. Now, in today's gospel... We hear Jesus say that God's ways have been hidden from the wise and given to the babes. Not necessarily real babies, but the unwise, the unlearned, those who do not dominate the system, those who are not interested in pleasing society's system. Jesus makes it clear that his way is gentle, it's easy, there's no burden. We're given this invitation to get out of this anxiety-driven system, that yoke that is upon us right now. And we can try to make a new way for ourselves, step by step, bit by bit. Jesus is not standing over us when we get things wrong as some sort of taskmaster, but we're given the opportunity to experience a new way. And from that, we get the ministry of presence, the building of relationships, the freedom for creativity, compassion for others, the freedom to live a life of integrity, a life open to the Holy Spirit. All things flow from this system, all this system that's based on love, and that's the invitation we have from Jesus that we hear in the gospel today. Accepting that invitation is what allowed St. Francis to tap into that system of love and, and from that came compassion and blessings to countless creatures, to all of creation. Francis put God at the center of life, and it changed the way he viewed everything. It changed the way he dealt with people, even animals. St. Francis was not perfect, did not have happy times all the time, lived the life of hardship. But St. Francis found joy, found peace, lived with integrity, and loved abundantly. Who would not want that for his or her own child? Who would not want that for a loved one? And we're going to bless the animals today as a way of honoring the love that St. Francis had for all of creation. But we're also going to bring communion to you today. And I hope you might reflect on that twist. Christ is coming to you. The invitation to remove the yoke is coming to you. The real opportunity to live humbly and free is coming to you. And I hope we can all summon the courage to leave behind what we know and to lay down our anxieties and accept this invitation of love and abundance.